0: Blog Talk
1: Radio Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast My name is Kukun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time And with me, as always, are Senior Staff Writer Ryan Whitfield And Senior Staff Writer Joey Alibro Happy New Year, everyone. We took a two-week hiatus for the holidays, but we're back. Uh, Ryan, Joey, how are you guys doing?
0: Uh, Doing great. Huh? I, I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Uh, I was able to come home for a few days to see the family, but uh, right, nice. I'm glad to be back at school. Okay.
1: <laughs> that was only partially believable. And, and I think, Ryan, <laughs> I hear you traveling in the background. Is that you?
2: Oh, yeah. It's me, back uh, back
1: in the car for the first time in a couple months on a
2: podcast. So, um, <laughs> but I am happy, I am happy to be here to represent uh, the only person in this podcast with this team still in the fight. So, uh, wow, I'm looking forward to, uh, looking forward to nice. tonight's
1: show. Yeah, I, I, I knew that was coming at some point. I just didn't know you were going to bring it up right away. But thanks for taking the shot. I I have been harassed by Eagles fans all week, um, honestly, and. You know what? I have come to, and, and this is why, folks, that were doing this on a Thursday. I have come to accept the fact that this is probably what's best for the Bears in the long run. We have a good lineup, and I can make it past uh, into the next season without having a complete breakdown. And all I can say is this weekend, <laughs> go Saints, destroy the heck out of those Eagles. That's all I want. That all is all I want this weekend.
2: Before we move on from it, is yeah. you know, to the Bears fans who were 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 sending you know hateful messages. Um, to Cody Parkey, uh, waited to show what a moron you are because if you think that's the reason the Bears lost the game, uh, it shouldn't they shouldn't have been in that situation either way. But I will say, with that said, I have never, from body language before, seen a kicker so visibly shook before a kick in my entire life. You could yeah. see the breaths he was he was inhaling for I think 20 seconds at a time. I, I've right. never seen somebody look so stiff and nervous Before a kick before And so I know it wasn't him, But regardless it was the most predictable thing That that thing was not going through When you saw Cody Parkey uh, Card- line up For the, the second kick there
1: yeah, Double Doink made it particularly painful to watch. Um, and, and, of course, the the, the uh, icing the kicker did, too. I was as angry as any other Bears fan, but I will agree with the fact that we shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. And, it, and I'm not going to say Nick Foles is magic. He was not magic. He did not win that game for them. Um, Disagree. But, you know, kudos to the Eagles. Yep. All right, so uh, I will go ahead. and So just so I can move on from this really – This really horrible flashback I'm having to last Sunday, and then my horrible flashback to the even previous weekend when Notre Dame got blown out by Clemson, but thankfully they blew out Alabama a little bit more, so I feel a little bit better about that. But that being said, I'm going to move on from the holidays now, and I'm going to move on to... Today, and what we have to cover because we got a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be discussing all the new coaching hires so far, and even six so far, and a seventh in just basically in the horizon. It could be done by the time we finish this podcast. And we're going to talk about our favorite matchups for the upcoming divisional playoffs and DFS strategy for DraftKings, FanDuel, all those other DFS sites. So, with all that, let's get started. <music> All right, guys, we got those NFL coaches lining up, and they are really filling up fast. This is actually uh, quite, quite quick. There's not, <laughs> they weren't wasting any time. They're all, all the slots are starting to get filled up. So I'm going to go through each and each one of these, and I want to get a thought from both of you guys, you know, good, bad or ugly. Do you think this is a good move? Do you think this is a bad move? Do you think this is going to completely com- implode on them? Uh, you know what are your quick two second thoughts? On these, cause we, of course, we don't know. We don't know what their what their lineups are going to look up next year. We don't we don't know how they're going to do their how they're going to control their draft. We don't know entirely how all the assistants will fall out. But you know, just your gut reaction on these uh, new coaching hires. How do you feel about it? Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. They hired USC's offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury, but he was only he was only uh, the USC USC's uh, offensive coordinator for a cup of coffee. He basically came off a, a firing from Texas um uh, texas tech and um you know he did uh, he wasn't really amazing there he uh he did he basically was 50 percent as far as his win his win record there but he did coach up uh, patrick mahomes and people give him a lot of credit for that so uh let me start with you joey first what do you think about this hiring of the arizona, arizona cardinals of cliff kingsbury
0: <clears throat> uh i think the thought process behind it is actually really solid um they finally got rid of Steve Wilkes. Um, they're bringing in a guy with um, a lot of experience um, in terms of building a dominant offense. Since taking over as offensive coordinator in, in his college career in 2011, his teams have averaged 550 yards and 42 points a game, which is just incredible that he was mm-hmm. in the Big 10 or Big 12 or whatever, but that is just incredible numbers there. Uh, you, you mentioned that he got fired from Texas Tech. Um, he only had a 35-40 and 40 record there. So he's, uh, he's a rare breed where a coach didn't have all that much success in college, but he's moving up to the NFL ranks. Um, you mentioned he coached up Patrick Mahomes, who's having an MVP caliber season. We've talked about that several times. But he also, I think he found Baker Mayfield before right. he uh, transferred out of there. Uh, he also yep. coached Manziel when he was the o coordinator um, in Texas A&M. Uh, also Case Keenum, uh, current Denver Broncos quarterback, um, so he has a lot of experience coaching quarterbacks and I think he's going to do wonders for Josh Rosen.
1: Okay. All right. So what are your thoughts here? Um, uh, uh, Ryan, what do you think about, uh, Cliff Kingsbury to the Arizona Cardinals as their new head coach? <laughs>
2: uh, nice. That's a, that's a, that's a cute resume. Um, if Patrick Mahomes <laughs> had been Patrick Mahomes under Cliff Kingsbury, he wouldn't have gone where he went and he wouldn't have been in a situation where he needed to Reid, the real QB whisperer to actually get something out of him. So, um, you know this this thing is, and it's it's on both ends because you'll find out through this that uh, surprisingly, Mister Optimism over here hates pretty much every single coaching hiring so far. Um, right, that's
1: surprising. Th-
2: this idea of going to to one end or the other with offense or defensive guys, like the the the, the formula in the NFL has always been. There's there's all these rumors and, and misconceptions. It's about balance. And it's the same thing with coaching. You need a, you need a balanced coach who can control both sides. It doesn't need to call the plays. And, you know, and then to this point, I know we've all dubbed Sean McVay's success. I, they did get knocked out of the playoffs early last year. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get knocked out this weekend. Uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose an arrowhead again this weekend to a more balanced team in the Colts, not to spoil alert, you know, my thoughts on that game. But, like, this idea about, you know, we're all, we're all so gung-ho in the offenses again, as if we haven't watched this movie over and over again. The, 20, the 2007 Patriots, the, the 2011 Patriots, the 2013 Broncos, who got their rear end smashed in in the first five minutes of that Super Bowl in New York. Balanced teams... Still win. Last week, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, but the highest point total was 23 points because it's playoff football again. And it's cute, all these little offensive plays. But Andy Reid's never won anything. And so that that's great. Go ahead and get an offensive guy. Rosen will have a bump in fantasy. They'll be a better team than they were because Steve Wilton was, was about as dumb as you can get in a hiring. So they couldn't have gotten worse. Um, so they'll, they'll have a bump. But overall, will, will he be successful there? No, I don't care how many quarterbacks he's coached. Uh, you know, Manziel was a bust. Uh, Again, Mahomes wasn't really Mahomes There were a lot of question marks about him And the the whole reason he went where he went Was because he was a raw, underdeveloped talent Who helped him to go to the guy who really does Breed life into quarterbacks uh, Even though he can't manage a game clock So, um, Mm. you know, again, overall Will will the Cardinals be better? Yep, if you have David Johnson and you held on to him all this year You'll be pumped Mm. But overall, is it a a huge win for the franchise
1: now? Interesting. All right. Well, so we've got some questions there, and we'll see how that turns out. That's probably too early to, to predict, but not surprisingly, Ryan doesn't like it. Joey does. Let's move on to the next team. Cleveland Browns hiring their interim offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens. Surprisingly, uh, in some ways, because they got rid of their last interim coach, who actually did quite, quite a good job of, uh, with uh, – Baker Mayfield, but of course, Baker Mayfield really is. Uh, I mean, uh, Freddie Kitchens is actually credited with Baker Mayfield's kind of breakout, so you know it's not totally surprising. Um, and just to throw out a couple numbers there under Haley earlier in the season, six games, 58.3% completion percentage, under Kitchens, 6844 completion percentage, and uh, as far as TDs per game, we went from 1.3 to 2.4, almost doubling that. And his QB rating from 78 to 106. So doing a really good job there, and they're, uh, they decided to reward him with the uh, hiring. Joey, what do you think? Brady Kitchens, Jalen Brown. Um,
0: before I get to Kitchens, I just want to uh, respond to Ryan. I don't, I don't no, okay. disagree with him. I, I don't disagree with him at all. I just think that this league is a copycat league. And they've seen the success of McVeigh and a young quarterback in golf and what Wentz has done obviously in Philly. And that's just the trend that's going. I don't necessarily think that all these guys are going to have success, but when we go down this list, we're going to see everybody has an offensive background except for when we get to Fangio
1: Um, and
0: most of them are are pretty, pretty young guys. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's my thought on that. Um, In terms of kitchens, I don't really have a solid background on, on his history, but I, uh, we, you talked about uh, taking over Todd Haley's job. The Browns' offense looked really good. Um, the team went on to went on a little tear there. Um, he seemed to have a good relationship with players, just seeing all those videos that the Browns were posting. Um, the only positive for the hire, really, is that it wasn't Mike McCarthy. Uh, we saw those rumors <laughs> a little bit, and yep. I'm just glad for Browns' fans' sake that it wasn't him.
1: Okay, all right, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Freddie Kitchens as the, as the Cleveland Browns' new head coach?
2: Yeah, so as Joey alluded to, it's a little bit more of an uh, off-the-radar hire or you know, a little less of a touted name, um, which I actually think is a good thing because um, I, I think John Dorsey's done a good job kind of turning that franchise around, and I think with him at the helm, um, he's kind of a guy who's not going to – uh, look just for the sexy name or the hit name or follow the trend, and he's just making the decision he thinks is best for the team. So I like, I like it for those reasons. Um, you know, Williams obviously did a great job with them. Unfortunately, when people, uh, you know, will, will hang on to him forever, remember, you know, if you take out the head, the body will fall. You know, I, I just don't think from a PR standpoint that we're far enough past the bounty gate stuff. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL has even a little influence in that, uh, you know, a little mm-hmm. commissioner call saying, hey, with the player safety, you know, the fact that we pretend to care about player safety, uh, we can't, <laughs> we can't do that and have to hire this guy. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, so I'm not surprised that he didn't get it, even though he probably earned it as much as any interim coach I've ever seen. Um, yep. But you know, I, I let, because of the fact that it's a little bit of an underwhelming hire, it gives you more confidence that it could actually be a hire that works out, and that Dorsey probably sees something that's really, uh, you know, that he really thinks is working for the team. So, um, overall, it's, I mean, I would say on a on a one to ten, I rated a six. Um, but on a curve, on a you know, on a bell curve for the rest of the hires over the last couple of days, it's an A.
1: Okay, all right. So you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. So I now already know how you feel about the rest of these. So let's flip over to our next team. That's the Denver Broncos. They decided to go the opposite direction as uh as Joey had mentioned. They decided to go with defensive coordinator Vic Fangio from the Bears instead of going with an offensive-minded coach. So let me just keep this here, Ryan. You know, what do you think about Denver Broncos taking in Vic Fangio and importantly hiring Gary Kubiak back as their offensive coordinator? <laughs>
2: God, do I love this one. This man, <laughs> this man went from looking like one of the most badass presidents of a team. John Elway fires his coach that brings him to the Super Bowl, goes and gets another one, you know, swings his, his, his money around and gets, uh, and gets you know, Peyton Manning in here, wins the Super Bowl, builds his, this dynamite defense that everyone's you know, got the nickname calling him the Don, and he's, he's, such, a, he's such a great, you know, smart-minded guy. Now he can't find a quarterback. Because he sold the soul to get Peyton Manning And now he can't get the quarterback thing right at all He hired a defensive coach An extremely defensive coach Advanced Joseph And it didn't work yep. And he goes and hires another defensive coach It's not 1964, John You have to be able to play offense This is what I'm talking yep. about too far in the other way Did yep. Big Bang do a great job this year? I mean, obviously You don't have to take a rocket science to come up with that But, I mean, you just had a defensive coach fail The defense has not been the problem in Denver For the last eight years you know, I mean, whatever it was now, five, six years. 2013, 2014 was the end of Manning being elite. 2015, they were a defensive team, and since then, they played relatively good defense. They still, they went and got Bradley Chubb. They're, they're, they're a good defensive team. You don't need a defensive guy. I could coach that defense, you know, <laughs> oh, as long as you go yeah. and finally replace the keep to lead. But like, I it just, it makes no sense to me. Some of these guys are just like, oh my God, the egos on the guys calling the shots in the NFL. Like, you try something, it doesn't work, so you try the same thing with a different name. Like, Oh well, this defensive guy didn't work. I'll bring another defensive guy in here. Good luck, Good luck to Broncos. God if I love watching it. And this is what that fan base deserves for their stupid, incomplete chant when people drop balls. Uh, a phony yep. fan base and a crap organization
1: again. Enjoy. Why? So, so again, not surprising, uh, Ryan, apparently not a fan of the hiring of Vic Fangio. Uh, let's go flip it back over here. Joey, what are your thoughts on Vic Fangio and uh, the hiring now of of the the Denver Broncos? Honestly, I'm with Ryan. This is one of those
0: predictable hires. Every year we get, Oh, this team had the top defense. Let's go get this team's defensive coordinator. Oh, this team Mm -hmm. has the top offense. Let's go get this guy. Um, I mean, the Bears defense this year had incredible talent um, everywhere. Um, Right. I mean, anybody could have coached it, like Ryan said. Fangio did have a good run as the 49ers defensive coordinator from 2011 to, what, 2014 before he went to the Bears. Um, But I I don't, this is not really an inspiring move from the Broncos. Um, And it, it makes me beg the question why he wasn't, like, taking head coaching offers before this because he did have a good run with the Niners, like I said, for three or four seasons there. Um, But it's just so predictable, and I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. And
1: I am a little bit – I do have a raised eyebrow regarding the Gary Kubiak part of it because, you know, Kubiak is really close with Elway, uh, and he was going to be their offensive coordinator. will clearly take part of that. And Vic Fangio, I think he's fantastic coming from Chicago, but – he really could care less about the offense. I mean, he really, really could care less about the offense. So it's a it's a strange move. I agree. Let's move on to the next one because, you know, we want to get to all our other topics here. Green Bay Packers. This one uh, I kind of scratched my head a little bit about, but they hired a, the Titans offensive coordinator, Matt LeFleur. Uh, let me get your thoughts on that, Ryan. What do you think about this hire?
2: Yeah, another stupid one. Just because he had um, some proximity to, to Sean McVay, we're going to anoint this guy the – um, and, you know the next chosen one and the next hot name in coaching. Um, I mean, again, I, I think the idea is to get more creative on offense. But everything I've read coming out of Green Bay is that Aaron Rodgers is, uh, has little interest or or zero interest in actually being coached, um, and he just wants to play you know freelance backyard football. So it doesn't really matter who you bring in. Um, you know, secondly, I mean, for how many for the whatever the third year in a row, I myself and like a lot of people took the cheese. On Marcus Mariota and the Titans offense, and uh, it disappointed again. So I don't know how you know how you go. You know, it's almost like Vrabel getting the coaching job. You know, Vrabel was the defensive coordinator for the Texans. The Texans got worse last year, and then he gets named the head coach this year. And you just, you just scratch your head and go like, how does that work? How do you how do you perform underperform at a job and then get a promotion? But you know, Lafleur found that you know here obviously. You know, the thing I do want to touch on, because I'm in a super negative space apparently tonight. But um, you know, <laughs> I see a lot of people, like, right our, like our boy Wally, <laughs> our boy Wally down there in the DMV area, posting about how amazing it is to think about how I think it was uh, whatever three or four years ago that McVeigh, Lafleur, and uh, Kyle Shanahan were all on the on the Redskins coaching staff. Okay, yeah. somebody, a remind me what they won. Also remind me about Kyle Shanahan's uh, offense going invisible in the fourth quarter against the Patriots in the Super Bowl they lost, and, and someone, again, Sean McVay... Uh, I, did they win one last year? I even forget. I can't remember if they had a buy or not. Uh, so, you know, and again, I'm not in front of a computer. So, you all throw me. At best, he's 500 in the playoffs, but I think he's 0-1, if memory serves right, that they got knocked out in the first round to the Eagles last year. So, uh, but, but whatever, here or there, you know, 50, 1-1 or 0-1, I mean, what has he proven? So, the people, the, the, the Sean McVay thing is like, and I like the guy, but God has it gone too far in that direction of, of just praising everything he does and touches. That 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 Redskin staff. You didn't win anything. Give me a break.
1: Yep, all right. Well, I it's clearly I knew, we know how you feel about Matt LaFleur. So let's turn this over to Joey. Do you have any different any different thoughts about the Green Bay Packers hiring uh Titans offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur as their new head coach? Uh,
0: uh nope, I'm with Ryan again on this one. Um he touched on that Shanahan McVave connection that I was gonna mention. It's just so predictable. Guys trying to find the next this, next that um, he talked about the Titans offense really wasn't all that inspiring this year yet again, and somehow uh, an, an uncoachable Aaron Rodgers is going to fix that for LaFleur. Um, I think this is just kind of a home run type swing for the Packers here. Like maybe it works out for for them and they get the next Sean McVay, but uh, I don't know about this one.
1: Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm also very um, – I also have a lot of – Concerns about this one. I mean, part of the fact that he wasn't successful in Tennessee could be because of Marcus Mariota and his very, very injury prone um, career so far, and the fact that Blaine yeah, Gabbard that's... was actually the backup. But um, but yeah. certainly, yeah, that's not, not something I, I fills me with a ton of confidence. And well, then just well, so well, not, not only but... that, but
0: he was the offensive of coordinator for the Rams the season before, and he wasn't even calling the plays. Right, right. Right.
2: And also, so, uh, don't forget that that he's the same guy who, who had Derrick Henry riding the bench all year. Finally, puts him in, and look what Derrick Henry does. So I don't know. I right. mean, can the guy can the guy actually take a practice and evaluate the guys he has in front of him? Because to me, it looks like he missed the boat on Derrick Henry all year, putting Dion Lewis out there to you know to rush seven times for, for 15 yards.
1: Uh, all things that I think are, are are concerning, and I think are a big deal, and I also do think that Aaron Rodgers does not want to be coached, and that's part of the part of the reason why they hired him because it's a it's a soft landing spot for him where he probably doesn't have to do much and Aaron Rodgers will definitely control that uh that locker room so it'll be interesting to see how that sorts out I hope it doesn't work out for them because I hate the Packers so hey it may be just uh, all positive news for me anyway let's go on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they hire former Cardinals coach and I mean former former Cardinals coach Bruce Arians interesting move here they also got Todd Bowles uh there as their defensive coordinator uh, to kind of even out that offensive-minded Bruce Arians. So let's start with you, Joey. What do you think about this hiring? Uh,
0: meh, again, um, I guess if anyone's going to get the best out of Jameis Winston, it's going to be Bruce Arians. Um, I mean, he is a two-time coach of the year um, when he had that interim run with Chuck Pagano out in Indianapolis and that 2014 season with um, Arizona. But he's he's 66 years old. I don't know how much of a long-term – like plan this is for them, uh, like how much longer can Bruce Arians actually coach? He already retired one time, um, mm-hmm. so just
1: uh, I, I don't really like this move either. <clears throat> okay, all right, and then what do you think here, Ryan? How do you feel about Bruce Arians? Because your thoughts of him changed over the years.
2: So if you can pull the tape from our podcast from two seasons ago, I yep. hate Bruce Arians.
0: That's I what think I was referring to. Absolute
2: <laughs> foron. A numbskull, whatever word you want to use, the guy is a boob.
1: And okay, on top well. of that, uh-huh.
2: I traditionally hate retreads, especially old retreads. With all that said, seven out of ten. This is the best case scenario for the Bucks. They've been way too conservative. They have a boob, moron, and numbskull of a quarterback. So it's a mirror, it's a marriage made in heaven. Like it, it, the best the best way for for Jameis Winston to play is, is is gunslinger, firing from the hip. Just he is one of those guys that I don't think is a really cerebral quarterback who's gonna who reads defenses well. I think, and I don't think that he's you know I mean look at his body he's just not the most athletic guy. But what I think he is what what I think he is is really instinctual. So now you give him a coach who, who kind of coaches the same way. I, I don't know if, if Bruce Arians actually knows how to draw X's and O's and can tell you different play schemes and, and really like break down film for you. But what I do know is he's a guy who'll go for two. He'll go for a fourth down in the first quarter on his own side of the field. He's a gunslinger of a coach. So I think that this actually – are the Bucs winning the Super Bowl with this? No. But there's, two, there's one of two ways this goes. You become a playoff-relevant team – and on both sides of the ball, they're going to be really aggressive, and I think that they're going to they're going to do more than they did. And then hopefully, when he, he steps aside in a couple of years because he is too old, you know, they're bringing somebody who can kind of build off of that. Or Jameis Winston still sucks, and you know now that there's no way to resurrect him, and now you know he's got to go back and restart and end that experiment. You know, rather and rather be in the Dolphins who sit around with Tannehill for the next ten years saying eventually he'll do it, you'll know now that he's not the guy and you can move on. So I honestly this is this uh, there's three that I liked and three that I didn't like in the hiring so far, and and surprisingly the Arians one is one of the ones I actually like.
1: Oh, that's crazy. I can't I actually thought you would go the other direction, but I do appreciate the fact that he will finally figure out if Jameis Winston is their guy or not. Alright, let's go ahead and go to the last one because we're running short in time already. New York Jets hires Dolphins head coach Adam Gase what are your thoughts here, Joey, on the Adam Gates hiring? Uh,
0: this is one that uh, Ryan and I can hopefully bond over as it is the Jets, and I'm sure we both hate <laughs> them. Um, all right, all right. I think this is a perfect Jets move. Um, <laughs> Adam Gates mm-hmm. didn't really have a great tenure down in Miami. Um, a lot of people say, oh, the Dolphins didn't have that much talent, but what the hell do the Jets have that, that the right. Dolphins d- uh, don't, you know? Uh, another move that I just kind of scratched my head at, um, I think he would have done better for himself if he went and took a coordinator job for a year or two maybe and then getting back in the ranks, but I, I don't like this move from the Jets again. Another negative one, but I can't help it.
1: All right, and then, uh, and Ryan, what do you think? Do you, uh, do you agree with that? Adam Gase of the Dolphins going to the Jets.
2: Well, I'm a little bit hurt because you guys weren't keeping score. I said I liked three, and I didn't like three, and I've already hated three. So that should tell you that I'm actually a fan of this move. Uh-huh. Uh I think I do think that Gase has been handcuffed. Ryan Tannehill sucks. He is so he's he's one of the biggest bums I've ever seen in my life. And and this this guy again another one. Mariota's trending in this direction of the oh this is going to be his year. This is going to be his year. Well, if it never turns out to be his year, it's just because he sucks. So I think he's been handicapped handicapped by that. And you know people used to call. You know, there's always these popular storylines that trend in a, in a direction, and it used to be with Gates that he, he's the, the quarterback whisperer because he's, he's really done a lot of good things with quarterbacks, and um, and that was the popular storyline. And now it's people are diving in and going, well, I mean, he did it with guys like Peyton Manning who were already established, so how good is he? Well, the good thing is here, yeah, I mean, there's a little development, but Sam Darnold's going to be a good NFL quarterback. So he doesn't need to, like, you know, make something out of nothing like he had to do with Tannehill. He's already one up there. I think that defense is super underrated. Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams. Um, I'm gonna forget off the top of my head now the the other safety they drafted last year. Um, but they have built, you know, uh, and they got uh, Darren Lee. Like they, they have a nice. They, the, the Jets team has just been dysfunctional, but they have talent. So I actually think he's a good guy to go in there and get to ten and six and make the playoffs next year. Again, not a not a not a hire that's gonna win him a Super Bowl. But when you, I mean, when you when your baseline's four and twelve, it's really hard to go you know any worse. So I think this is a, a, a hire that brings them, I mean, in my book, definitely puts them second AFC East next year.
1: Wow, shocking, guys. Everybody, He actually actually likes the move that the Jets made. I, uh, I have to say I find this kind of questionable myself, but, hey, you know, that's just me. We'll see how it all, all pans out. And we do have a couple more that are in the horizon. There's Zach Taylor of the Rams, the QBs coach for the Rams, is being looked at. As the Bengals head coach, that actually looks like his job to lose, (laughs) according to Adam Schefter. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out. We'll talk more about that next week if that actually happens. Let's ring the bell. Let's get on to those divisional round playoffs. Okay, guys, just pick one. What is your favorite matchup this weekend? The one you're looking forward to the most? And I'll take out the fact that you know if you're (laughs) I know I know you're really interested in watching the Patriots play, Ryan. But let's take that out of the picture for now, as far as matchup is concerned. Is it the Colts and the Chiefs? At 435 on Saturday, the Cowboys and the Rams, the 8:15 15 game on Saturday. Chargers and Patriots, 105 game on Sunday. Or those Eagles at New Orleans against the Saints at 440 on Sunday. Let's start with you, Ryan. Which one of those games are you looking forward to the most?
2: Well, first of all, you disrespectful jerk, you didn't have to take out the Patriot game. I wasn't picking that one anyways. <laughs> um, I wish that I had been able to be on the podcast last week that we had done one um, because this is, this is not... Uh, hindsight, I've been saying this quietly in group chats for months um, with a lot of people, but really kind of went all in on this last weekend. I think the Colts are winning the Super Bowl. I think they're the most balanced and complete-built team, and just because they don't have a lot of sexy names. People are forgetting about them. Uh, again, I, I can post it to Twitter if someone wants to call me out. Uh, otherwise, I'll just be too lazy. But I did tell somebody forever, uh, for weeks ago, when the Colts were five and five, I said if they sneak into the playoffs. I actually think it was a conversation with a Colts fan on Twitter. You can go look it up. Um, I said to the, I said to him, I said you have a nice team. I said I don't know if this is their year. They have a tough schedule down the stretch, but if they get into the playoffs watch out, because they could make a real run. And they went in there last week to Houston and, and proved again that Houston does not belong, put them in the category with the, with the Alex Smith Chiefs of don't ever talk to me about it again because they're never going to put it together. Um, and, and they went in there won that game. They're going to go into Arrowhead, and they're not just going to win this game. They're going to kick the living crap. Out of the Kansas City Chargers Wildly, Dontrell Inman has become A good number two receiver for the Colts They have an offense T.Y. Hilton is obviously a legit weapon Marlon Mack has, has continued to establish himself And more so, and most importantly Is that defense that they've finally built And if you really want to get into it About the next five years of the NFL Do you know what's the most cap room? Going into 2019, it would be the Indianapolis Colts, $123 million. They could, go sign, they could go trade for Antonio Brown, sign Le'Veon Bell to whatever he wants, do whatever the hell they want to on the defense, still have you know, $15 million left in cap space. And it's amazing what happens when you just get rid of Ryan Grixon. So I am, I am super interested in that game, more so than anything, just to show all you, all you offensive heads and stat heads out there that that balance still wins championships, and the, and the Colts are going to go in there and kick the hell out of them.
1: Wow. Okay. Bold prediction there. Uh, that is the game that I'm looking forward to the most. But Joey, uh, any other games there you're looking forward to more than the Colts and the Chiefs? Uh, no.
0: That is that is my favorite game of the week for sure. I'm not going to go as far as Ryan and and put them in the Super Bowl just yet. <laughs> but um, they're they're so hot. They they've won ten of their last eleven games, including the the wild card game last week. Um, not a lot of good teams on that schedule. Um, I didn't see. I, I looked at it earlier. There weren't a lot of. Uh, names that stuck out to me. But um, just in terms of piquing my interest, this game has a lot to it. Um, it's going to be the first Patrick Mahomes playoff game that we've seen. Um, so I'm really interested in how this one turns
1: out. Yep, and just so for you guys who are bettors out there, the line has moved from minus 4.5 to minus 5.5. Somehow Kansas City now with a larger spread to cover. The betting trends 58% with the spread for the Colts and 42% for the chiefs. So all those uh, betting sharps are all on board with the prediction that uh, Ryan made that the Colts will win. And this is definitely the game I am most looking forward to as well. So let's go ahead and ring the bell on that and let's get to GFS because I wanted to spend more time on this, but we had so much to say we couldn't actually get to it and spend that much time, but I do want to hit this. Uh, It's going to be fun Four games to pick from let's start with you, Joey, give us your picks at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. At tight end and if you have a defense you like throw that in there too alright uh, at quarterback uh, we just talked about him but I
0: like Andrew Luck um, we've seen the Chiefs defense struggle uh, incredibly bad um, all season so I like Luck at quarterback um, he's probably one of the more expensive options but uh, I yeah. say go for it at running back again another Colt Marlon Mack last week we saw him go for 148 yards and a touchdown and again Chiefs D as the matchup is, uh, is good for him at um, receiver, I like Michael Thomas. The uh, Eagles secondary is just absolutely depleted of talent. Um, yep. And I think the Saints are really motivated, and I think they're going to wipe the floor with the Eagles. Honestly. Um, mm-hmm. At tight end, I like Gerald Everett. Actually, it's a, I'm sure he's one of the. Gerald, Everett, out there. wow. Okay. Mhm. He's uh, seen a lot of increased targets his last uh, three games. Besides that San Francisco game, he was either hurt or they sat him out. I, I didn't read in too much into that, but he's he's been seeing increased targets. And the Cowboys are uh, actually a bottom 10 defense against tight ends. So I, I think that's a good play there. And uh, if I had to pick a defense, I'd say the Saints. Um, uh, Ryan has talked about it before, but the Saints defense has been uh, really improving throughout the year uh, and going against Foles and the Eagles. um I, I think they can create some turnovers, maybe maybe score a defensive touchdown for you.
1: All right. Well, some good picks there. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and if you have one, a defense.
2: Yeah, so not to be boring, but I'll, I'll start right off with uh, you know, agreeing right out of the gate. I'm going Andrew Luck. Um, mm. Joey mentioned that he's probably one of the more expensive guys. What I will mm-hmm. say is uh, actually – you know, relative there's there's eight quarterbacks. He's the third most expensive. That puts him right in the middle pack. So uh, at that price, uh, I'm taking Andrew Luck. I think he's going to be the highest performing quarterback this weekend. So that's my one um, mm-hmm. at quarterback. As far as running backs, I got two guys quickly. Melvin Gordon. The Patriots linebackers suck. They can't stop the run. I know he's banged up, but they expect him to play. I expect him to, to put up a lot. And the Patriots have uh, traditionally what they do is if whatever they're more afraid of, which I think with the Chargers will be the passing. They're going to mm-hmm. load it up with uh, smaller uh, nickel and dime packages, and they're going to let the, the chargers run because they, they'd rather slow down the game. Um, so I like Melvin Gordon in that sense. On the other side, they're not very good at covering running backs. The chargers aren't. So I'm taking James white. Uh, there's my second running back mm-hmm. as far as receivers. I like a stack of Hilton and Inman for all the reasons I said, I also love Mike Thomas, uh, for all the reasons, uh, Joey said, although I completely disagree, uh, Foles is ten and two in relief duty for the for the Eagles. I think I bet against them eleven times in those twelve. Uh, I'm going the opposite <laughs> way. They're knocking off the Saints, and uh wow. they trade. Carson. Wow. They're going to trade Carson Wentz, and they're going to stick with Nick Foles because he's going to win them back-to-back Uh-oh. Super Bowls. Wow! Now nah, Bowl he's going to lose Bowl. to the Colts, but anyway, he's going to get. What will prediction, uh,
1: guys?
2: <laughs> as far as tight ends, well, that's the thing. I'll say this quickly because I know we're up against it. But you know, the thing about this year's playoffs, that's so so good, is that um, you know, as I've said all year. There's not a single dominant team, which is why the bottom teams had such success in the first in the first round. Is because the difference between the top teams and the bottom teams is so marginal. Where this is going to be the year that one of those years we see a wild card team win the Super Bowl. Just how I honestly feel. Um, as far as tight ends, I think Ebron or Kelsey. You can't go wrong with. Uh, I saw a stat the other day on Twitter. I forget it, but both the both the charge. I mean, both the Colts and the Chiefs suck at, at stopping tight ends. So either way, you're good there. And as far as defenses, I think the offense most likely to crap the bed this week uh, is the Cowboys on the road uh, in, in L.A. So they're the most expensive defense, but a 5 and 5 for defenses. I mean, the only, the only defense I have any confidence in this week is the Rams.
1: Okay, well, I will tell you that uh, those are all very interesting. You've overlapped a number of things that I thought as well, but I actually think Andrew Luck is a great pick as a quarterback, but I don't mind going to the other side of Patrick Mahomes just paying up a little bit. It's not that much of a big difference, I don't think, in most sites. Jen, if you want to save some money, I don't actually have a problem of going with Jared Goff. I think that they'll actually throw it well against the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys defense is as good as everyone thinks. And on running back, uh, the one guy that I, I like that you guys haven't mentioned yet is Ezekiel Elliott. I think the entire offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott and quite frankly he's going to get all the run he can get because the Cowboys will try to keep the Rams offense off the field and slow the game down because Dak Prescott is not that good <laughs> I mean I think, I think he's pretty clear he's he's not that good at wide receiver I like all you guys picks I will throw in one guy that I think you can to put in to save some money Ted Ginn Back from injury, he's healthy now. He got plenty of targets when he was out there. He's exceeded the number of targets that uh, Traquan Smith is getting. And quite frankly, he is basically uh, minimum priced in most sites. So you want to save a little money, get a little exposure to that Saints offense. And I do think the Saints will beat the Eagles this week. I don't know if they'll blow them out, but I think they will beat them. Oh. And, but uh, Ted Ginn. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the fact that the Eagles beat the Bears. Okay, I, I will say that right now. I just i feel that mm-hmm. the Saints have... Have the ability to to move the ball on the Eagles. They the problem with Trubisky was that he does he needs time in the pocket. He's not a, he's not a polished pocket passer. Drew Brees has much better QB IQ, much better NFL IQ. He can get ball get rid of the ball quickly. The, the defensive pressure from the from the from the Eagles comes from the front four and not from their secondary. I think Joey mentioned that. I think he can pick apart their secondary, so that's why I like Ted Ginn there. And then uh, and he's cheap. He's really really cheap. So he opens it up. So if you want to play more studs at other levels, tight end, love all the picks you guys had uh, had already named. But I want to throw one more out there. Hunter Henry going really cheap. And uh, I think if he, has, he gets activated and plays, and, it, and all all indications point to yes, I think he can gather a couple. Uh, Gather a couple catches there, a couple long long catches there, maybe give you some value for cheap. And on defense, I just I don't like any of the defenses. I think they're all crap. So I say go with the cheapest defense you can get because uh, I just don't think you're going to get much value out of defense uh, today. But I don't mind going with the two that you both uh, mentioned, the Rams or the Saints. I actually don't mind the Patriots, uh, honestly, this week because I think that um, uh, Philip Rivers, for all the things he's done, struggles against the Patriots, and he struggles uh, when he travels um, – to Foxborough So you know If you want to play the Patriots I have no problems with that Alright guys Woo We made it to the end Of the episode I'm going to head and, and I'll ring the bell on it And we'll go ahead And blow the air horn On the episode We made it guys Alright so uh, Ryan why don't you give us Your social media So people can follow you Oh yeah You can uh, follow me At
2: Ryan Whitfield N-E is in New England You two are absolute morons How many more games do you have to see Nick Foles win in big moments? We talked about the kicker. You talked about what Trubisky needed. You lost because Nick Foles on fourth down hit Golden Tate to put a stake in your season. That's why you lost. That man is nailed when it matters most.
1: It is not Nick Foles. But anyway, I will go ahead and we'll leave that for another time because we're going to spend another half hour talking about this. But let's go, go, uh, Joey. Give us your social media so people can follow you. Uh yeah, I'm at Joey Libro on all platforms Twitter,
0: Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you want. Um, all right. and thank you for that kind compliment, Ryan.
1: <laughs> that is the kindest compliment you've ever morons. He didn't <laughs> there you go. It was PG thirteen. That's a, that's all I can ask for. All right, you can follow me at FB Garbage Time. We got a lot of football coming up this weekend. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh thanks as always for wasting time with us and until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Fly, Eagles, fly. Oh, man.